The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hackey Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today we're so lucky because we travel all across the ocean and we go all the way to Belgium where we find Dr. Bika Kreps, who I first met out at the American Academy of Developmental Doctors and Dentists. And Bika does so much in so many different ways and is amongst all the other things she's doing, besides being a wonderful dentist and besides taking care of a lot of people with special needs. She's also the Belgian director of Positive Exposure Belgium. And we're gonna learn a lot more about Dr. Bika Kreps. Bika, welcome. Thank you, Haki. Thank you so much for being here. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience because I know how excited I was to learn all about what you're doing and where you are and everything that's going on. And so I'm Bika Krebs. I'm um, already 32 years old and I'm a pediatric dentist and mainly specialized in treating ch children with special needs and medical compromised children. And I have my own referral practice, which is hospital based in Belgium, um, where I work in collaboration with maxillofacial surgeons. Um, next to that job, I'm also, I also work for the university here in Belgium and also at NYU. So after my um, Master of Science in um, Pediatric Dentistry, I, um, had ex I did an externship in Seattle at the University of Washington. And after, afterwards, I was in touch with New York University. And now, uh, since 2015, I'm an adjunct associate associate professor at NYU. So I'm uh, going back and forth to uh, New York every two months. And over there, I mainly teach and do research about um, cleft lip and palate and craniofacial conditions. Um, and I was also born uh, with a cleft lip and palate. So um, it, it actually, it's from a personal experience and also from a prof professional experience. Um, I uh, give lectures to the students over there. Well, it sounds like you're not busy enough, Pika. I mean, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You're only doing 42 things simultaneously. Tell us um, about your involvement with the wonderful people of the AADMD. So um, I got to meet uh, Steve Berman, which who was very involved in AADMD, and who also founded Special Smiles of the Special Olympics in 2014 when I was in Berlin at the IADH uh, meeting. Um, we started talking and it never ended actually. He's, um, he became actually my uh, father in the, in the United States. So it's, it's really lovely to have a person like Steve over there. And he introduced me to the AADMD. So in 2015, um, there was an AADMD meeting in LA at the same time of the World Games of Special Olympics. So that's how I got involved and actually, that's how I got introduced to the AADMD. That was also my first meeting when I gave a keynote at the AADMD with Tim Shriver and you and everybody there. And Steve Perlman is certainly one of my all-time heroes. What a, what, a, what a dedicated man he is. 
Yes, he, he and he brings so many people together as well. He introduced he he introduced me to a lot of people, even to um, Rick Guidotti um, of um, Positive Exposure, where I'm now um, volunteer volunteering for. So um, it's just wonderful to know Steve and just all the people that I've met through him. It's it's amazing. So well, that's a natural segue into Positive Exposure. Tell us about that and how you got involved and what's going on with it, because a lot of our audience hasn't heard of Positive Exposure until right now from you. So Positive Exposure is an international nonprofit, which is based in New York. Um, it uses the visual arts to celebrate, to celebrate our human diversity. So we use uh, photography, film, and narratives um, to celebrate our human diversity. Um, it was founded by Rico Widati, who used to be a former fashion photographer, in, uh, and he founded the, the organization in 1979. Um, it's grown as an or organization. We work worldwide. Um, we do photo shoots. We, um, we have several programs like Pearls, um, which, is, which are positive exposure ambassadors who just blog about their uh, life experience. Um, we also have our um, frame program, which is Faces Redefine the Art of Medical Education. Um, in short, educational films about a specific condition like um, Down syndrome or Ginger Collins syndrome. Um, the people themselves with that specific, specific condition and their families talk about um, how it is to live with this specific condition and also deliver the medical information. So it's from a patient, more from a patient perspective. And with Frame, we want to um, change how medical information is presented to medical students and also healthcare care providers. So, and that's one of my um, favorite things to do. And it's also those films that um, I use them a lot in my lectures as well. And our dream is to have a frame library. I think we have now 20 films, but our hope is to grow more and to have this as part of a medical or dental or nursery curriculum in every school in the United States, states and also worldwide. So, Well, that's great. And, um, you know, uh, I was just went on the website for positive exposure and there's so much great stuff on there. You know, Bika, before I, uh, I was introduced to you and started learning so much, I was, uh, even though I'm a medical doctor, though I'm an orthopedic surgeon, and many of my colleagues don't feel we're like real doctors because we're not the smart ones, we're the jocks. But, uh, but anyway, um, I was uh, rather ignorant about uh, cleft palate and all of its interactions uh, with so much of the development of our children around the world. Could you expound upon that so we can educate our audience as well? So um, actually the treatment of cleft lip and palate actually extends over a long period of time from birth to um, adolescency to, uh, um, to, uh, to adulthood. Um, it's, there are several surgeries that the kids need. It also affects their speech, their feeding, and their hearing. Um, but every cleft in every individual is very different. So even when um, two individuals have like a unilateral cleft of the lip, it's different. So you can't compare them. And um, there's 
uh, a lot of variety in clefts, like you can have a cleft lip and cleft palate, a cleft of the alveolus, but you can also have them unilateral, bilateral, incomplete or complete. So there's so much variety. And a lot of, most of the, you also have a lot of syndromes who are associated with clefts. So, and there are more than 300 syndromes described. So um, it's a huge variety of everything. And it is um, the most common birth uh, anomaly. Uh, worldwide. So it's one in 700 babies born with a cleft. Wow, I never knew that. Now, what can you, I'm going to be uh, uh, speaking to uh, an audience out in uh, Jackson Hole of dentists and specialists and endodontists. And uh, what message from Dr. Bika Kreps should I deliver to them that might be good for them to hear? What I always say, just like um, related to treating children, tre treating patients with uh, special needs or other medical conditions, just treat them like they would be your own child. And don't be afraid. It's not because they have something that you have to be afraid of that child. And speak to, to that child. Don't speak to the parents. They have feelings as well. Although a child can be like two or three years old, just give them warmth and love and don't be afraid. Well, that's very well said. And, you know, in my 30 years of practicing orthopedic surgery, um, that was our mantra uh, at Orthopedic Associates, which was just what we wanted to do is treat every patient like it's your own family, and that's the litmus test. What would you do if it was you or your own family? How would you treat that individual? Would you do surgery or would you not do surgery? Would you be nice or would you be mean? What would you do? And... Uh, and I think that's a good golden rule for all of us, whether it's dentists, doctors, or whomever to follow. Um, another thing I'd like you to enlighten our audience about that I'm very ignorant of is the differences for what we're talking about today in Europe versus the United States. Like, I don't travel much. I'm kind of provincial, just, you know, I know what's going on here, but I really don't know what's going on over in Europe uh, as regards neurodiversity, intellectual differences, and a lot of the work that you're doing? So I think the main, uh, actually the first difference is that the culture, the medical culture, the healthcare culture is different because we're a socialized, we do have a socialized health care system in Belgium and mainly in the most countries in Europe. So everyone has a health insurance, so it's more accessible for people. Um, I do think, um, like towards uh, donating to nonprofits and grants, there's way more in the US. And because of that social healthcare system, a lot of, apart from our taxes, we have high tax, apart from our, our taxes, is already for nonprofits. So that's something that is different than, uh, than the US. And the, the grants in the US are also way, um, lot, a lot more and also demands are way high, higher than in Europe because of that social healthcare system. Um, but towards neurodiversity, um, I think it's kind of the same. Um, I do think like um, people, adults with depressions, with other like bipolar, um, polar disorders or other um, other mental issues, 
do it's way easier for them to get to a doctor because it's less way less expensive so i do think that issue like with addictions and other stuff in the us is something that's really bad and that's still growing so i do think in in europe and and in belgium it's easier to go to get help than in the us wow well that's uh that's a big difference and an important one especially because here in the United States, uh, mental health isn't really recognized in the same domain as if you break your arm or something. And it should be. And it's one of the things we're trying to do with different brains because it's not just mental health and it's not just intellectual and developmental differences and it's just not neurological issues like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. It's all under one roof. And many of the tools that work for one and a great tool would be everyone to have access to medical care. That would be a, a, good, uh, a good common line. Um, how does our audience learn more about you and what you're doing, Bika? Um, if they want to learn more about positive exposure, where my heart is, um, they just have to visit our website, um, positiveexposure.org. Um, I also founded the European headquarters, which is Positive Exposure Belgium, but we will change our, our name in Positive Exposure Europe because we want to grow even more. And mainly also our, our big dream is to have it as part of the curriculum, medical curriculum. So um, people can always reach out to us. So that will be helpful and amazing we just it's all about collaborating with other people with other organizations as well like with it would be wonderful if we can start up something with you you as well so um it's about helping everyone um, absolutely we're glad to help in any way that we can and and uh the uh the stuff that you're doing and bringing out the beauty of all these individuals is uh, amazing stuff and i've enjoyed looking at some of the uh your uh, exhibitions and thing, and it's just uh, terrific. Um, tell us about what your your upcoming. You're going to be out in uh, the AADMD at their upcoming meetings uh, out in Seattle this year, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, tell together. us a bit about that. Um, so I'm actually presenting. Um, I'm giving an oral presentation about Frame, our program Frame. Uh, we collaborated with AADMD and they are actually developing a pilot it's a pilot study curriculum and um, that they are testing in several schools it's um where they're educating about um, developmental medicine so it's um a curriculum with several tools it's a toolbox where the students can choose like um, different programs different materials to learn about specific condition um, and we um, developed five new frame films um, for that curriculum. So it's something that we would present over there. And autism is also a part of that, of our new frame film. So, yeah. What kind of, when you go to the operating room, what are the cases that you're doing? What are the types of cases? And they're mainly um, cases that are not treatable um, under sedation or on the local anesthesia. So children with a lot of um, tooth decay, um, with severe early childhood caries, or medical compromised children, um, when there are also uh, sometimes dental developmental um, defects. So 
Um, and are ma it's mainly when the children are not treatable under sedation or under local anesthesia, but also is like uh, severe cases and very, a lot of work to do. So. Dr. Bika Kreps over in Belgium, thank you so much for being a guest here on Exploring Different Brains. Thank you so much, Haki. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.